Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NABIP's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your healthcare happy hour. On this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, we are providing an audio preview of a significant resource for those interested in Medicare mergers and acquisitions. In this three-part panel, the most knowledgeable M&A minds in our industry, Brett Rosen, Principal of Rosen Advisory, Dan Mangus, Vice President of Growth and Development at Senior Marketing Specialists, and Jennifer Borslow, President and Founding Principal of Borslow Insurance. Review what you need to consider if you are selling your Medicare business. In the first section that you will listen to here now, the trio discuss the emotional aspects of selling your business and what you need to do to mentally prepare before, during, and after the process. In the remaining two parts that you can watch on NABIP.org, the panel discusses the operational and financial considerations that you must take into account when selling your business. If you are interested in actually watching the panel, including this part and the other two parts, check out NABIP's Agency Mergers and Acquisitions portal on NABIP.org. Welcome to today's discussion about mergers and acquisitions in the Medicare space. I'm here today with two exceptionally experienced and knowledgeable professionals in the M&A business and leaders in our industry and great leaders within the association, Dan Mangus and Jennifer Borislow. And we're here to provide insights today in a discussion format about what owners of Medicare agencies are experiencing in this very active M&A environment. We're going to talk today about the uh, realities of selling your business, the realities of continuing to stay the course, and what that might mean in this very dynamic environment, and um, what it might mean to be part of a merger acquisition with uh, a future business partner. Today's discussion is part of the association's commitment to ensure that you as business owners are educated and informed and prepared when it comes to mergers and acquisitions. And I'm appreciative to both moderate and participate in the panel today. I'm Brett Rosen, and um, I've got a M&A advisory firm called Rosen Advisory focused on sellers in our space. Dan is Vice President of Growth and Development with Senior Marketing Specialists, uh, an integrity marketing group company. Tell you a little bit more about Dan. His role is to help agents and agencies build successful and stable businesses, as well as guide them through mergers and acquisitions. Um, whether that succession is to someone in their current organization, a family member, or purchasing them through senior marketing specialist career division. Dan started his first insurance agency at 18, and that's uh, awfully young, so I think that's a record, and uh, has been passionate about educating others throughout his entire career and does a great job at it. Dan regularly publishes articles in uh, several industry magazines and he's published author of a series of books entitled Talking Medicare. Jennifer Borislow has been in the insurance business for 40 years uh, with her partner, Mark Gagne, 
he leads and Jennifer and he lead Boris Lowe, a highly respected employee benefits firm located in Boston. And they specialize in working with employer groups in designing and implementing innovative benefit programs. Jennifer served in several leadership roles in and out of the industry. And most prominently, she was president of a million dollar round table and also top of the table. She currently serves as uh, chair of the Northern Essex Community College and is passionate about education on all levels and everything from learning and teaching. Uh, in addition, she's the author of several books also, and most recently, Checklists and Guidance Before and After Death. Um, Jennifer and her team have organically built a successful Medicare practice in addition to completing several acquisitions, and she has firsthand knowledge on the numerous considerations of selling and purchasing books of business. Um, I've known Dan and Jennifer for a long time, and we've participated closely together on the M&A Advisory Board with the association, and I'm really excited to have the opportunity to converse with them today about what's going on in this, uh, this again, very dynamic marketplace. So why don't we jump right in? Jennifer, why don't we start uh, with a question to you, and that is, can you help folks understand the uh, emotional aspects of M&A transactions? Sure, Brett. Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to share with the association membership. We really believe that um, this is a critical time in our industry, and there is so much movement and opportunity. So first and most importantly, making sure that if you are considering what you're going to do with your Medicare block of business, that you look at all angles of what that would entail. And probably the most significant is the emotional impact on what it will mean for you. From our standpoint, it is really like a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's exciting. It's uh, daunting in some ways that what's going to happen next. If you have a plan and you can see what the future looks like, it may not be as scary, but every part of the emotional component should be really considered. Is this the right time for you and your family and the people that you employ? Is the new partner going to be the right match for you? Are you selling just for the perspective of a financial gain or is there a bigger exit strategy? So those emotions should really be evaluated as you go through the process of what is the next stage and evolution for you in your Medicare life. And really, I feel that Dan has some unique perspectives because he's also done quite a few acquisitions in this space. And that, I would say, is probably the first area of consideration besides partnering with the right solution. Yeah, Jennifer, you know, I, I really couldn't agree more. I think one of, the, one of the things that happens is they uh, individual starts thinking about succession planning and potential acquisitions and and they start thinking about the finance part, and sometimes they don't stop to think about the emotional part until after they're into it, and then all of a sudden, all of these emotions hit them. And that's very difficult for individuals because all of us are passionate. We're passionate about what we do. We're in an industry that is built on the transfer of our emotion. Uh, you know, we spent years sitting in front of clients, talking through all of these different situations, and to separate yourself from that all of a sudden or think about separating yourself from it can all of a sudden hit you and and really kind of be a difficult thing for a person to take to deal with so it's very important to ask yourself honest questions i mean just be really just 
straightforward with yourself about what's going on. You know, are you are you ready for this transition? Uh, and you need to be, to be quite honest, because all of us are fallible. You know, all of us have accidents that are unexpected, illnesses that are unexpected. Aging will cause a lot of issues that, that we may not want to, you know, actually uh, fess up to, but actually they, they can stop us from doing a lot of the things that we need to be doing. And so it's just realistic for us to, to plan on secession at some point, regardless of when it is, whether it's right now or whether it's 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now. But I think that whenever I look at it, I, you have individuals, when you go into an acquisition, you know that the person that's purchasing you is going to look at all of the details. So would you if you were buying an agency. So they're going to start looking at your systems, you know, and if you didn't keep very good records, that might keep you from wanting to plan on some acquisition like maybe you should. That's okay. You know, nobody that's serious in this business expects to to see a perfect agency. They just don't. We know you're going to have clients that you didn't keep very good records on. And we know you're going to have clients that that you haven't seen in a while, but you should have. <laughs> or maybe you just didn't do as neat, good a need analysis, or maybe you didn't keep as good a records on their contact information or whatever. But, you know, ask yourself those questions if you're, if you're emotionally ready for some of this transition. Yeah. Dan, um, do you see, what, what range of emotions do you see during the transaction process as you're going through an acquisition or, or merger? Well, I think that one of the biggest things that I see is individuals, as they start to separate from the business and realize the reality that, you know, somebody else is going to be stepping into your shoes. It is very hard for some people to think about their clients actually trusting somebody else but them. And so I think that understanding that there are other professionals in this business, there are other people who love their clients like you do. There are other people who will do a professional job yeah. and really getting that down into your heart so that you see this as a positive thing. I think that's one of the things that happens, you know, during that the buyer and the seller need to recognize the emotional aspects of, of an acquisition. I love what you just said. When I was on the buyer side, I was on the buyer side uh, with one digital for 17 years. And what I would always notice and every, people in this business have tremendous pride in what they do and rightly so they work very hard and many sleepless nights to build their business. But we always felt at one digital and we were extremely proud of what we built as well, but it never ceased to amaze me how no one's better at service than whoever is across the table from me, <laughs> including people inside my organization at one digital was, um, you know, they would say the same thing. And so one of the, um, you know, the emotion that folks needed to, overcome was not if it's emotion, but, but pride of ownership, you know, is really, really tough for, for folks to give up. And I saw that many times when I was on the, the buyer side, before I started, you know, switch sides of the table and started representing sellers. And, you know, I think one of the antidotes to, to these tough emotions is just really great research. Uh, Jennifer, do you have any thoughts on, on that topic? Well, I truly believe that most people who are entrepreneurs who have built their businesses as an entrepreneur in the Medicare space, it's about their identity. It's their personal identity is tied right. to that business. So with long time people who have been invested in the Medicare space, they used to go and see people in their homes at their businesses and, and they've developed these friendships and lasting relationships and 
they do fear that sense of loss when they're making a decision to transition right. the business to someone else. Nobody can do it better than they can do it. Exactly. And for many, it becomes part of the that anxiety of how am I going to make it happen? And what does life look like afterwards? And so, will so that company take as good care of clients as we did or I did? So what, what advice would you give our listeners in terms of how to deal with that, those feelings and those emotions and beliefs? You know, I, I think that there's a quote by Zig Ziglar that I, that I love, at least I've always attributed it to him. And that is, uh, if you're not replaceable, you're not promotable. And I think sometimes individuals feel like they need to be irreplaceable to be of true value to their client. And the reality is you need to be replaceable to be of true value to your client. And by that, I mean, you're, if you really want a, a unending long-term support system for that client, you cannot do that personally by yourself because we're all fallible again. I mean, so, so you have to understand that you're actually not breaking a promise to your client when you told them, I'm going to take care of you from now on. Uh, that is actually right. keeping that promise, not breaking it. And the other thing too, that I would mention is that there's so often a fear that retirement or not working is equated with failure or not being worthwhile any longer. And that is simply not true at all. You're truly doing the most loving thing that you can for your client to set up a system to make sure that they're always taken care of. Love it. That, that's really well said. I appreciate yeah. those comments. It's Jennifer, anything to add? It's a sense of purpose, right? Purpose while you're working and purpose after you've made a transition. Right. And it's safe to say, right, that there's options for people and they need to find the one that's right for them. And if they do the proper research and relationship building with potential future business partners, they absolutely can find a like-minded group of people to potentially align themselves with and align their clients with. It's a, it's a huge industry and it, you know, uh, there's a lot of commonality in the thought process from my experience of owners. And I guess my counsel would be, you just got to give people a chance, right? It's, it's tough, but it's, it's very, very doable and can create incredible opportunity for you. Right. I think the clients actually appreciate, I think what Dan just highlighted is exactly what clients appreciate is I'm protecting you because what if something happens to me and I'm no longer able to serve you? I have a team of people that will back me up. And, and that is part of the process and the dedication you have to clients and their succession and comfort that you are there for a longer period of time. Thank you for joining us for NAPIP's Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. For more information on NAPIP's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit nabip.org.